Chums, welcome back to A Game of Chums podcast. I am your host, Paul, the best chum in the world. And with me today is not the affable Mr. Ross, it's someone completely different. Uh, unfortunately, Mr. Ross has been quite ill for the last uh, couple of weeks with the, you know, the virus that shall not be named. Um, so we missed last week, but um, he couldn't do it this week. So I had to rope in a, a sort of quote unquote guest. But um, yeah, as you can see here, we, uh, we have a guest with us and um, I'm going to allow the guest to introduce herself and um, let us know a little bit about who she is and what does she do and what her interests are in gaming. So yeah, so keep like, give a little brief introduction to yourself, please, madam. Of course, uh, my name is Frankie Webb and I am a archeologist. Um, I do a lot of writing online for um, archeology span uh, representation in video games. Um, I have a couple of um, articles published online um, and academically. So that's where my uh, real interest lies. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. So yeah, you, you've actually written some pieces about video games and archaeology and yeah. representation. Um, oh. If you want, we can um, put the links in the description if you can do, if you, if you like, so people can see your work. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll like, I'll add your, your like our social media links, like your Twitter and stuff like that, so people can find you. Uh, yeah, so basically, yeah, you, uh, you're an archaeologist and you like to play and you like playing video games. So oh. I can, people who, who, who know who you, who you are, like immediate friends and stuff oh. know that you like certain particular games, oh. but uh, that's what we're going to sort of talk about today. Um, but we're just going to sort of like let the conversation flow. We're not going to be so uh, rigid with the, com with the topic, but we can be flexible with it if you, if you like, so it's just, we're just going to be chilled. It's going to be a bit of a conversation, a bit of back and forth, but like, mm. um, yeah, like normally we would do gaming news and stuff, but since uh, it's you're a guest and uh, it's the same, the formula is between me and Ross, we're going to mm. sort of leave that out. There has been some, a lot of quite a bit of gaming news that's happened, but um, I think we're just going to, I'm just going to sort of bypass that and um, we'll leave that till next time Ross can record, maybe next week. But yeah, so we're just going to get into the to the to the main subject, which is like your ex your not experience in video games, not your history, but like the your, the papers you wrote are, mm. are, are specific to particular games. Uh, mm. If you want to go into a bit more detail about that and let us know what they're about and like this us the sort of cliff notes about them. So yeah, like you you said you wrote you wrote a couple of articles. Mm. Yeah, so, so yeah, my, um, a lot of my um, articles uh, revolve around Tomb Raider, um, and because Lara Croft is an archaeologist, and they show a lot of, you know, real life archaeology uh, within, you know, the setting. Um, I also uh, have, you know, written about Dragon Age, The Last of Us, um, and some unknown indigenous games. I, I also write about indigenous representation in video games as well, and especially historic ones. So um, yeah, I, I, I've actually written about num numerous games and not even just uh, typical games. I write about Minecraft. Um, I've also written, um, I've also about uh, civilizations as well, those type of games. 
Yeah. All right. Cool. So, like, let's let's sort of pinpoint like, what's your like your your particular favorite game genre of game series? Uh, am I right to say it's like you you quite like the 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 rebooted Tomb Raider series, like from two thousand and thirteen? You quite like that? Is that is that yeah, accurate? I- I mean, I like all the, all of the Tomb Raider games, um, but I did take a, a, a quite a, a, an, an attachment to uh, the, the reboot uh, just because at the time when that was coming, that came out, I was studying archaeology at UCL, um, and I was a similar age, a few years older than Lara Croft herself. So I really like embraced that video game character, and I really saw my, a lot of myself in her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so right. is it, I don't want to be presumptuous or anything, but mm-hmm. um, did, did playing those games sort of inspire you to work in your field? If my correct, it, it might not be completely, but it did sort of. I don't know. Like, it's like an Indiana Jones sort of thing, you know? Yeah. What I mean, like well, with, for a certain generation of young of archaeologists, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones has sort of influenced them. And I, I do believe you told me that it was certain yeah, when your 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 um some of your uh your um teachers or what they're called in college again i can't remember yeah. uh yeah. What, what teachers called in college lecturers uh, professors, professors and lecturers yeah. yeah they were quite inspired by it. they had that sort of glamorous sort of like um idea about it but they they were influenced by it is that the same what you can say for the Lara Croft? I, I think Am I wrong? I- I think most guys going to archaeology wanting to be Indiana Jones, and I think a lot of girls going to archaeology wanting to be Lara Croft. I think that's just true. I think that's just true across the whole board. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're on a, an excavation or something, nine times out of ten you'll hear a ringtone and it's the Indiana Jones theme tune. So, you know, yes, um, for me, I was very inspired by Lara Croft, and I would say part of it, um, the, that kind of adventurous feel to, to the subject and, to, and, and really just being able to re- <laughs> discover things is really what attracted me to it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, this is, I'm just going to, this is a technical question for the podcast. Are you, have you got me coming out of your speakers? Yes. So I might be, if you could get headphones, cause I might, when, okay. when we record this, it's like, a, it'll be, we'll be capturing me twice. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So she kind of inspired you in a way. And um, like, you said you've written a couple of articles. Let's let's go into a bit Mm-mm. of detail. Like, which yeah. which are what, what are the name of the articles and stuff? I know there'll be a link. Oh. But let's like. So one of them is digging digging through Dragon Age, which was um, a kind of overall representation of how archaeology and history is used to tell. Um, the tell I guess of Dragon Age and and its setting and it and its landscape and everything like that um and that was quite popular a lot of people like that one um and then it was looking um at contemporary archaeology through The Last of Us um and then I got Lara Croft the problematic archaeologist um oh. focused on Tomb Raider the shadow of the Tomb Raider because okay that one really divided a lot of people and myself um and the other one was the um indigenous representation um 
of, uh, of, of you know video games and and how um, indigenous people are creating their own video games because they're not getting their stories told and I, I actually forgot the name of that one but um, it was quite a, <laughs> quite a long name you've done you've done a fair few haven't you so you, you yeah yeah that's quite cool yeah but let, let, yeah like, so let's let's talk about um let's talk about dragon age what 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 about dragon age in particular do you like and is it the history is it because they do it's inspired like with a lot of video games i suppose cool. by real like history and real um cultures and stuff like that yeah yeah um, so let's talk about a bit like that like you played all. F- I know you've played all three games. Um, <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. Uh, we, I won't. We won't go into like which one's your favorite, but yeah, which, yeah. Which one do you? You. It, it was the first one, Origins. It's, I'm. Mm. I think that's your probably your favorite one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most do you think out of all three that that one has the most sort of history? And like, does it? Did it? Inst- does it like as an archaeologist or a historian or like mm. someone mm. with this knowledge? Mm. Do you, can you identify what what the influences were in that game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what I really liked, and I think three did it really well as well, because they kind mm-hmm. of got what Dragon Age Origins was doing and kind of amplified it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dragon Age Origins, I think anybody who has just a basic knowledge of European history or you know, world history in general would be able to pick up the the similarities between uh, historical events, historical characters and, and nations um, and what was going on there. And that's yeah. what's really nice. That's what's really interesting about Dragon Age because you, you're almost playing history, but with this kind of fantasy backdrop of like there's dragons you need to, to kill and there's this like, you know, yeah. um, you know, there's just d- disease yeah. as well. So it, it really does have that like... But- Let's, um, anybody can let's um like, like like the, the setting in the first game was Ferelden, which i think is mm. partially inspired by anglo-saxon england i yeah. believe like the the some of the, the names and the, the way mm. that the, the the sort of the setup with the, the how how it goes from the kings to the barons mm. to the mm. earls i think that's was based on anglo-saxon like england and stuff like that mm. um so yeah that 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 is if you because we like you've got the sort of like an encyclopedia like the history of fadus as the world is called and you can see a lot of inspiration from like that sort of period of of european history but it's it's not even that period you've got um you've got the Tevinta Imperium um which is I would say is most closely related to the Roman period which obviously comes a lot with way further than you know um Anglo-Saxon or Norman Britain right um and then you've got you know Antiva which is you know kind of like the Mediterranean um so it's kind of like meshes all those kind of historical nations and like recreates them a bit but everybody can recognize them what, yeah, do you, so. what do what do you like particularly like about those games? Is it like we don't have this, you know, like and you, they got the history, they got the, yeah. they got the cultures, they got the things that you that you particularly like. Is it what what more interest you um to write about them as well? I think I think they've made such a great world, um, and they and it's not only seeing real history, but the the in game history as well. So it's like you know you're picking up a codex and you're learning about a king or you know uh, uh, you know a 
kind of the history of the uh, the chantry, you know, or the maker, and you're just learning so much about this world, and it's so vast that you know that really attracts me like just you know I know a lot of people like I don't know if you read the codexes but they're so interesting and there's some well there's some really good stories and there's some well-written history in those um and that's what really appealed to me but not only that you know you you look at what was great about origins and to an extent dragon age three is that the world feels so lived in and you even with you know um the, you know you, you get the understanding of the history and the characters and the gods and everything and then when you're walking through the landscape you can see those you know kind of combined together you know you see um Fen Harrell you know oh uh, Harrell um in in the background you see his statue so you go to the Dalish camp you see him standing there and you and you kind of can pick those things together and and, the, and you know the game doesn't tell you directly about these things it's something you just you feel as a as the character within the game and that's what really appealed to me um but my most favorite thing uh, I would say would be the, the characters because you learn so much from them and they have their own individual personalities as well so, but that's one one of my favorite things about the game yeah so, so what, what, what so okay we'll, we'll go back to Tomb Raider for a sec because mm, mm. I think that's a, an interesting point I don't think we mm. we on that what interests you to the i know you like the old games but you mm. more inclined to you're more you you like the the newer the reboot the mm. 2013 trilogy yeah. um which out of all three did you say was your favorite and why i would say probably number one um yeah. and that's and and it's kind of funny because actually it's far from any kind of Tomb Raider before that. And like the, mm. in terms of gameplay, it's not really a puzzle, mm. you know, a puzzle game. It's not a sol puzzle solving game. It's more of a like shooter. It's more like, you know, um, but I quite, what I, again, what I liked about that game is it was set in Japan. It was, um, it was based on, you know, it's the, um, it's the island and everything like that. And again, it's that, I think they did such a great, you know job with the landscape and seeing things in in you know in the background and learning a lot about this island right um and like you learn with like lara is so she's like a you know she's just she's a rookie yeah. she's starting out and you yeah. learn through her yeah. more about the island yeah let's talk about that the the setting because it was set on the uh the island of yamatai so yeah. that was an actual real kingdom in Japan. It was mm. right, and mm. I believe, like at the time, you had a you you lived in Japan for a while, about four yeah. or five years. So you had a big interest in yeah. Japanese mm. culture and stuff. And um, mm. I, I agree. I think out of all three, probably the first one uh, had the setting I probably preferred because uh, I didn't know much about Yamatai. Yeah, um, and I thought it was interesting to you know, learn more about the island and its history i know it was a fantasized version of it but it was still mm. quite interesting to learn like mm. especially because like lara picks up like certain objects and she can explore and she talks about mm. you know like pottery swords mm. And, uh, mm. artifacts and stuff but, mm. yeah I, I found that i found that quite interesting but would you say mm. like it's because you you lived in japan for five mm. years that mm. is probably the reason why that the first one is your favorite or 
I, it- I think it's not an obvious location in terms of archaeology. It's not an obvious location, right? You, I, I was really surprised when they released this game and it was like, set based on a Japanese myth or you know Japanese history that we like kind of like King Arthur did she exist or 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 didn't she and yeah I'm talking about Queen Himiko um but in terms of you know we've we've seen Egypt done we've seen South America you know we've seen Central America with the pyramids Uh, we've even seen a lot of Europe within those games before so it was really like you know, it was a really nice change to go somewhere completely different. And because of, yeah, as you say, my connection with Japan, where I lived there for almost five years, four and a half uh, years almost, um, I, I, you know, I, I kind of, the land, they did such a good job with creating and recreating that kind of feel. Like it, it does feel like Japan. It does feel like those islands you can visit on the south coast of Japan, like Yakushima. It, it has that feel. And I think they did that really well. And I'm, I just, you know, some of my favorite bits were just learning a bit more about Japanese history that I didn't really think about. And it, you know, it, it then get, got me involved in looking more into like Japanese archaeology because I just thought it was just, really really interesting you know in terms of what else and you know they can provide like this is, we've done Egypt we've done it all before would you say like video games are a good gateway into like academic courses do you, yeah, do you think absolutely I think you wouldn't so there's this subsection of archaeology and it's called archaeogaming and I think it was coined okay. by That's Andrew yeah, it's, it's, it's coined by Andrew Reinhardt, I believe, or he made it popular with his book, The Introduction to Archaeogaming. Mm. Um, and it's at, there's so many people doing, um, well, at, at least four people I know doing archaeogaming PhDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a good way to teach. I, in some of my public consultations or we did in my previous job, I use Minecraft, a video game, to teach kids about archaeology because you can actually make, <laughs> you can make an excavation, you know, mm-hmm. and you can do anything in Minecraft. Um, and, mm. you know, having a video game that you connect with and a character that you connect with, like, let's say, like, Lara Croft or Nathan Drake, right, like the, the, the male equivalent that kind of inspires people to, you know, get more into it you know or other characters it could be anybody it could be like commander shepherd <laughs> people wanted to replicate him or her and become an you know study astrophysics you know study space so it, you know I, I, I do believe video games are a gateway into people's future people's careers excellent okay that's good cool. you mentioned like the uh, not the last of us the uncharted Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have that. Um, would you say that obviously Uncharted inspired the mm. m- reboot in mm. terms of gameplay and styles mm. of, of Tomb Raider? But you, mm. you you wouldn't say you're a big fan of the Uncharted games because I have you you've played the first one, have you? But I, don't I played uh, I played number one and number three. I haven't played them in in order. Um, mm. And I and I like them. I think they're really I think they're mm. really really good games. Um, but I think there's something about, we know, like Nathan Drake is more of an adventurer. He's not an archeologist. Mm. And I think that kind of, 
disconnected me a bit from from it I, I I think I really connect with Lara Croft because she's such a student she's such a academic really mm. when you know she wants to know more about all these things um, and and that's and that goes through in the original games you know she's yes she's a tomb raider yes she steals these artifacts but she, she wants to learn more about them where I find with Nathan Drake yeah he knows about it but he, is he that invested in it like in the history so more of a treasure hunter yeah I would say he's more of a treasure hunter yeah, yeah. so um but I, I yeah they're really fun games to play so you would say that Lara, like characters like Lara Croft are good role models for young women or young people in general like absolutely she, she's she seems to be in a an influence on you in terms of like uh um career and stuff like that like mm-hmm. you know it's an inspiration so mm. it, it's a like you say it's a it's a it's a very it's a good thing so yeah that's that's cool so like video games can are entertaining but they can also help mm. you inspire you to um some academic courses and careers so yeah, yeah. it's not it's, it's a kind of indirect inspiration right because a mm. lot of people play video games and they're like i want to work in video games i want mm. to become a you know an art of graphic you know do the graphics mm-hmm. or I want to be a story writer mm-hmm. or I want to work or in video games programmer or something like programmer or something like that and uh, but actually games are not just like games inspire people to do other things because you really you know connect to a character or a story mm-hmm. um and then you know you, you get inspired and so it, it mm-hmm. it's such a I think people I think you know when parents go oh no mm-hmm. my, get, my, my child's playing too many video games it's not necessarily a bad thing, bad thing. you know yeah, yeah. yeah. So is, there, is there any is there any other games because we've gone over Tomb Raider we've gone over the Dragon Age oh, well briefly gone over Dragon Age games you mentioned mm-hmm. I think in the beginning you mentioned The Last of Us what, what, what yeah like, run me through that what's, what's interesting about that for you I think what's great about The Last of Us is because it's this it's uh it's mostly ruins you're actually walking you're walking around ruins of modern society and Mm. actually as as the characters you have to kind of you know you're not you're semi semi explained what happens you know with Mm. the the disease and um and what's going on but as a player you find more about what's going on through the discoveries you make by by you know the gameplay and I and I thought that was a really interesting way of, of doing it because what yeah. you're doing is it's it's modern it's modern society you're looking at skyscrapers you're going you're rummaging through things and you're learning about other survivors and you know how if they got you know if they got out you learn about other people's stories and essentially that's what archaeology is you're learning about people's stories that are in the past yeah and that's a, what you do in the last of us i find it interesting you say that because it's um it's like modern archaeology but mm. in a way like especially in the first game you have joel you control mm. the character called joel, who was from mm. that time before the fall mm. of like society and you have ellie mm. who was mm. born after that so she's born all she knows is the world she lives in and having mm. joel as a gateway to that past mm. and him having to explain like what we now as as players know basic what they mm. are but as her to her she's never seen any of mm. the, any any of this even 
wild animals, machines, mm-hmm. comics and stuff. She's never really seen any of that. So she never knew. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a good way for him to, obviously Joe's not an archaeologist or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's got the, he's got knowledge. He's got the history of how mm-hmm. things were before the fall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was, that's quite interesting. Yeah, it's quite good. To, like, yeah, I never really thought of that, that about that until you sort of explained, mm-hmm. explained it there. So I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good touch. There's another sort of string yeah, to the you- bow of this game. Yeah, it's it's just another way of seeing it because yeah. ever since I started becoming an art, like doing archaeology, you know, I start to you, you're kind of left with a blank paper, blank yeah. page, and you have to kind of fill up the blank pages based on evidence because you're not talk you're not talking directly to people in the past. You're learning about them through through objects, mm-hmm. and that's what you do in video games all the time. Yeah. Like you do that so much that actually players gamers yeah. are, are probably struck like their brain works in the same way archaeologists brains work <laughs> um and so you could apply what i've just said about um the last of us to a number of other games you yeah. know uh, especially when the game itself doesn't want to tell you what's going on it doesn't give you like you know it's not like a final fantasy game you have like a an hour intro (laughs) and it tells you exactly what's going on and and who's who and everything you know some games um don't want that they want you to find out yourself and and yeah yeah so um let's look us um we'll make this like a sort of uh, a quick podcast it's not quick mm-hmm. but you know like normally we could talk for like an hour and a half because we go yeah. through we have like sections and we kind of yeah. like we just, i want to f- just focus on the topic at hand um okay. uh, what would you like what would you say like in the future what are you looking forward to in those series because i know that oh. i don't think they're making a, a, a i don't think they're making another tomb raider game but we know they're making another dragon age game so what is yeah. you as a fan and as a as an archaeologist or and a person who's interested in history, want it from that particular game. Like you I can talk think... about gameplay as well, because we oh, all, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, can talk about that. But what is in terms of like it's the history of the world? What are you looking for? So rumor has it that this cat, your main character, your new protagonist, it's based in Savinta Imperium. And I think that's blood. I think that's a bloody good idea. Like I, you know, I've always been kind of drawn to Tavinta and how they kind of use magic and and stuff like that. And you'll probably and and a lot of the things you learn about the Tavinta Imperium, you have to remember you're learning it either from the point of view of someone from Ferelden or some or a Dalish or a dwarf or you know. It's not until. Um, Dragon Age Three, where you get you know somebody uh, a party member from that oh, yeah. area. Dorian, where you start. Dorian, yeah, who I yeah. I think is fantastic. Mm. Um, it's not until you get his kind of perspective when you're like, oh, not everyone from Tavintum is, is truly evil um, yeah. or anything like that. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see mm. how they create that world that yeah. that and yeah. how you can perceive it and how you fit yeah. within that world. I, th- I think in like. Dragon Age 2, there's a character called what's the elf's name? The one with the scars. Oh, 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 uh, Fenris. Fenris. Mm. Um, yeah, he was a slave of to of a of a Tevinta Magister. And mm. like all the Tevinters you run into in, in Dragon Age 2 are quite like evil. <laughs> evil. Like, wow, yeah. is everyone evil into the Tevinta? And the way they talk about mm. Tevinta and 
Mm. It's like every, you think everyone's power crazy, but it's not until mm. you meet Dorian that he gives his sort of perspective to it, and he's mm. a great character as well. So mm. you sort of mm. think, yeah, there is like everywhere has like good or bad people, mm. people in the middle, or everyone's just like straight up like mm. last. A, a, a mustache twirling mm. villain but yeah so mm. I'm, I'm quite interested to see like because everyone's like in the last few games especially in the third game talk about mm. Tavinta and it's war with the canary and mm. I'm, I'm quite interested to see that ancient ancient like uh mm. part of the of the faders because pretty much i think Tavinta was is based on roman empire mm. and how they controlled most of europe um mm. so i'm interested to see like that world and how mm. like you know how the the, the how it's structured and, the, and mm. it's rich rich history because they go back thousands mm. of years yeah so i'm quite interested to see that as well i yeah i think i i, I think there's only so many like with, and that's the great thing about dragon age right they've made the world so rich and vast mm. that there are so many possibilities for you to play um and 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 it and it will just I mean with each game it'll just get bigger and bigger, um, and so you're not just you know yeah you you've got this continued storyline through throughout through the, the first three at least you know with you know the, the characters re reappearing and big threats and you know you've got the same you've got Varric and you know Leliana and and that but it'll be really nice just to kind of wipe that not wipe that clean I do want to see old characters returning but having a completely different as you say like having a completely new perspective you know um, and not being kind of what's the word um influenced by what you've experienced in the first three games because you know in the first three games you're like the chosen one aren't you like you're like you're like the you know you're the you know you're the the PTB you're like the main person whereas you know or you know you're Ferelden most of the time oh I mean if you play other you know either Dalish or something so it'd be really good to kind of remove what our expectations and put them in a completely different you know perspective and how people treat you in that world will be really interesting uh because from from the looks of the trailer they're like you're not the chosen one you're just this random person he's just like you know you yeah. have no special like yeah destiny. I, I think um i think the third one made it like you were the chosen one i think mm. to be fair i think the first two you weren't really the chosen one you weren't chosen for you weren't like born with any special abilities and stuff you you became a, a gray warden out of circumstance mm. you weren't particularly like like skilled or like or, or, or had anything about you you were just sort of like the last they had you and mm. Alistair so I kind of like yeah. that you were the, just all they had left mm. so all the other spoilers but all the wardens get killed off quite early and in the second one you're, you're just a you're, you're Hawk you play as a as a Ferelden refugee and you just sort of get thrown into the political and uh, I th- side of, I th- of, of Kirkwall so you're not really uh, chosen or special you're just a person who lives their life no. I know I agree with that I, I just think throughout the, the the gameplay like throughout the first three games you're kind of you know the third in the third game you're like the herald but you don't really want like I played it like I didn't really want to be the herald I was I played mostly Dalish so or a mage so I I didn't want to be you know 
I was really against the chantry anyway but in the first two games it's like by the halfway point you're pretty much like the hero you know <laughs> you know the, you, you're what everybody relies upon so it'll be really I they might do that again but it's from the sounds of it I think they're trying oh. to not uh, do that. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think that they. This is Bioware. They're going to stay, stay with the staple sort of hero's mm. journey. Um, mm. I don't see any other way of them doing it unless they make someone another party member. But you're the player character, so they're pretty much going to make you the hero. I just, um, I, I, I do like they, they ground their, the, 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 the leads because obviously it's mm. multiple it's choice. It's choice based. You can play it, the character however you want mm. to role play it. Mm. Yeah. But, um there's certain like obviously like certain games where you they do make you out to be the chosen one and stuff mm-hmm. like that but um i do like the fact that it is choice based and um mm-hmm. in especially in origins you can like die you you can have someone sacrifice themselves for you mm-hmm. it's, you know like it, it it i do like that sort of uh multiple different endings and the way that, that it can lead up to but anyway like let's let's that sort of like we could argue and talk about Dragon Age for a while, but um, let's yeah. just, just just talk about like the um, let's just talk about like not the the the, the history yeah. of like um of the the Tavinta because they're at the war with yeah. the Canary. Is there yeah. any sim, sim, there's a similar is a historical similar, similar, similarity yeah, so, there, right? Like so. Do you know that? So people think the coon online, um, and I have I tend to agree with it to a certain extent, mm. are based on you know Islam, um, yeah. and like you know like the followers. You know you you don't have to be like the Kinari, the the race. You know mm. anybody can join the coon, and and they they want as many followers as possible. You know so that a lot and and the way of the coon is is very based on probably you know islam and then you've got like the tavinti imperium which is the romans who were very like you know especially during you know the when um the the constantine yeah yeah the byzantine yeah during the byzantine period where you know they were at each other you know they they kind of stopped the islamic kind of you know conquest over europe you know they they put an end to that um and so i i can see those 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 historical similarities but it'd be really interesting because you don't really you you read about it you have these little tiny conversations with um you know like dorian um and um and some you know Sten and stuff you know other characters but you don't really get to experience it you don't really know what's going on so it'd be it'd be good if they could you know further that that part of the world because i know so much about Ferelden, i know so much about the dalish i know so much about uh the dwarven you know kingdom um but i don't know we don't or know lay. much about the other ones we know yeah lay. we went or you know or we know lay. all about the yeah all lesions yeah. yeah the all lesions who are mm. you know the french <laughs> Yeah, pretty much they all have French accents, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good to to to, to further experience that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, is there any other games you want to talk about that sort of influenced your way, like your way of thinking and your 
perspective like especially like with to do with archaeology or history anything else mm. i mean there are there are tons of games i mean yeah, well, like, there, there are tons I, but we, let's just uh, talk about like the ones that you sort of played and you like and you influence so you. i've been I think I have recently started playing Creed 4, which um, is a kind of a Bioware-inspired RPG. It's not as good, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but um, it, it, it's really interesting in terms of the way they're building up the history and how, you know, again, they're doing the, they've got that great, rich... Even, I, one could argue richer than Dragon Age, but it, it kind of, the landscape um, within Creed 4 is quite homogenous. It's quite similar. You go to one place, it kind of looks like the other place. It, it doesn't have a very distinct look to it, but, you know, so did Dragon Age Origins. It kind of all looked like one area, right? It wasn't until Dragon Age 3 where you get that kind of nice variety. But yeah, Creed 4 is, is interesting because it's about uh, conquering, well, colonialization, basically. It's about colonialism and going to a new world and conquering and subjects, you know, subjugating the, the native people. And I found that really attractive. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to play it, because it has, you are, you know, you, you're playing a colonizer and, you know, you've got those native people who have been living on that land and, you, there's a mystery to that land and you learn more about it through your character mm-hmm. and what's great about Creed 4 is they don't give you the answers they're not explicit with what's going on you have to learn uh-huh. you have to get the clues yourself yeah okay yeah uh, so good. yeah that sounds that sounds I've been meaning to play that I've played a, a, a like the first like when you're at the docks mm. like that uh, I just didn't play anymore and I yeah like itself I heard it was supposed to be like um, a good game for like the my mic just fell over for the mm. for the bio for the bioware fans but um mm. yeah so i i want to get into that have you completed it yet or are you still going working your way through it so i got like i may be quarter near the end now um and i i've been meaning to kind of finish it off but i've just been quite busy with work but um it's a, it's a, it's another article in in, in in the works because it's just it's so interesting um, how they've depicted native and you know colonial interact um, interactions. Um, so it's something I, I kind of do want to finish off, um, but it's it's not it's not as good as Dragon Age. <laughs> like it's it's uh, you can tell it's it's trying to you know reach those limit you know those, those heights but it can't quite get there um but in terms of other games i think um I, not to make this bioware centric but i am a massive fan of bioware um yes yeah, it's mass effect because actually in mass effect there is an archaeologist character of the you know liara is an archaeologist oh, yeah. um and i wrote an article on liara uh, called space archaeologist because it's okay. really interesting she's learning about you know all these different things these historical things that have happened um in you know in our galaxy in the milky way um and technology in archaeology is becoming much more advanced and we're actually using uh technology from space to to find you know more archaeological sites on on earth and further afield so that's also really interesting um and again, uh, Mass Effect, it's all about the world building, right? And learning more about the world through 
your interactions with different races, which is really interesting. Um, and learning it through Liara, who is a researcher. So um, yeah, I would say Mass Effect is also a really good one for the Archeo gaming kind of sect. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Liara is an expert on the Protheans, which are an extinct mm. civilization, which you mm. learn about you learn about quite a lot in the first or well, not a lot but they're more prevalent in the first game than they are in the second mm. game um mm. second game that's it, they're sort of sidelined and mm. it's more about the collectors and the suicide mission mm. but the first game mm. it's, you're allowed to go to these uh planets and find like um artifacts and structures that are related mm. to the profians and mm. obviously like later on in the game you find out what happened to the Protheans but mm. yeah Liara is like a big nerd in that first, mm. first game very like, she becomes a yeah, badass in the other games yeah so yeah. Shadow, yeah. Um, Shadow Broker yeah, yeah. so yes yeah, that's, that's cool but anyway I think we're gonna wrap it up there but um okay. let us the people know where they can find you like your social media and stuff just yeah. give a little shout out to all your social medias so on Twitter, I'm at Frankie Webb, uh, username Life of an Archaeologist. Um, mm. at, on Instagram, I'm Life of an Archaeologist. And you can find my blogs and my writings if you want to read them mm. at archaeoblog.com. These links will all be in the description of the video and they'll also be a bit, the descriptions will be on the Spotify and all our other um, p- podcast um mm. platforms that were available on but yeah um yeah that was cool man like i enjoyed that that was an interesting talk man mm. uh, like yeah hopefully like mr Ross will be back next week we will have like another podcast for you for you lovely mm. people but uh, yeah that was uh frank hey frankie <laughs> frankie 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 and mm. uh she yeah she's archaeologist and uh, like a uh, keen video gamer and mm. keen historic historian yeah 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 was that right to say yeah. yeah so yeah thanks for um for for uh for coming in and uh yeah. and uh, for this podcast it's very uh, very uh very very good of you and um yeah thanks like uh, thanks for watching uh thanks for listening but oh yeah for us we're available on youtube or game with charms uh i also stream on twitch game with charms Twitter, Game with Chums, everything like is a Game with Chums. But yeah, <laughs> thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again. Say goodbye. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.